Welcome to the two our gathered Catholic podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Father Rob, happy Easter. How you doing? Hey, James. Happy Easter to you as well. And I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood down in Milwaukee today after uh, some snow yesterday. We actually had, as maybe you guys did too, I don't know, we had a little bit of snow yesterday, but it didn't really stick. And We did uh, too. Yeah. It snowed on Monday. On Monday, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mid, you know, mid, well, almost late April now. But uh, in, I, you know, we've had snow in May in in Milwaukee, so uh, we're not quite out of the woods yet. But today is beautiful. It's up near sixty and sunny, so uh, lifts one's spirits. I dressed on Monday as if um, I was under the uh, impression that it was spring, <laughs> and uh, we were we were moving my mom, and I was very very cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, we never know in this part of the world what we're going to get. So our listeners are probably going to notice that uh, this podcast is being uh, put out a little later than normal and possibly a, a week later. We don't know yet. We haven't decided. Right, right. But and that is due to the fact that I have been um, very busy trying to get my mom moved into assisted living. I mentioned that she was sick, and and one of the things we had to do was to get her in a, a safer facility for herself. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I was, I love this story. So I'm I'm texting back and forth with Father Rob, and I'm just like, I'm really sorry, Father. We can't. I know we were going to try to record today, and then we can't do it because I got to take care of Mom and record tomorrow. But and Father Rob responds back, and he's, he's like, he's like Jim. Don't worry about it. You're being a good son, and you're honoring the fourth commandment. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm Catholic, so I know there's <laughs> ten. Right. I, I know that uh, I am the Lord your God takes the top spot, but mm. the rest of the order of them, I can name all ten, but right. maybe not necessarily in the order of them. <laughs> so I go and I, I look up. I type in the Google Ten Commandments, and it pulls up all Ten Commandments. And I look at number four, and it says, "Keep holy the Sabbath." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, this is great because one of and anybody who's listening to us knows that um, one of my joys in life is to mock Father Rob <laughs> when I have the opportunity to do That's so. Right. And he's re- you're really good at taking it, Father. Like you are the best. Well, if recipient. I dish it out, I figure I have to. You take do. It. You dish it out great, but you take it so well, and it's just you just you understand the context, so it's really fun. And so you know, I responded in a text. It's like, yeah, I really do try to honor the Sabbath, and and then Father Rob responds with, "You're not a Protestant, fellows," and I'm like, "Well, what does that mean?" <laughs> and so he sends me a link to the EWN. <laughs> The EWN Ten Commandments, and sure enough, honor thy honor thy mother and father is number four, and keep holy the Sabbath is number five. And I have I've studied theology. I worked in churches for ten years. Not once did I ever know that we weren't in agreement on the order of the commandments. <laughs> I know, I know. It just <laughs> blows me away. Yeah. 
Like, why would there be a? I don't. I don't understand that. Well, like, I know it, that it's the I, way I the that... commandments are parsed out. It, yeah, it's 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 it would take a little bit of explanation, but yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that we have kind of two different lists that aren't quite you know the same. But anyway. I mean, we're all in agreement that you know, I'm the Lord your God stays in the number one position, and that's perfectly acceptable. But I just I'm I'm imagining. You know, it's like we have disagreements with with our Protestant brethren, right? And and we still love them, and and hopefully they still love us. And I get, and that's fine. And I understand that Martin Luther, who never wanted to form his own church, he really wanted to stay within the Catholic Church and have the Catholic Church change. Mm-hmm. But but all of the things he did, I truly believe were with good intentions. I don't agree with the things that he's he's suggested mm-hmm. and he offered. But I think that they were all done with good intentions of, of for people to become holier, and 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 he was he he, he was wrong in, in a lot of these things. But now I'm imagining like um, Martin Luther like sitting on a rock, um, reading the 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 Bible and being like, "Well, let's let's move this keep holy the Sabbath up one." <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that reads better. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, there's some. He probably had nothing to do with it, but that's just what's been entertaining in yep. my head for the past week. And well, actually, it's interesting because I, if I remember correctly, I think Roman Catholic and Lutheran Christians actually have uh, the same list. I think Protestant, like so, non-Lutherans and Reformed traditions. Um, separate the the. Uh, it, it's all based on, on how you separate certain verses of the list of the Ten Commandments, and you actually find two complete lists of the Ten Commandments. You've got one in Exodus twenty, and one in Deuteronomy five. So that's already kind of an issue. And then depending on how you where you kind of cut off the the you know the, the parsing them into specific commandments so anyway it's it gets a little complicated but I think that's why there are these different versions is because um, different Christians will lump certain verses together differently in order to create you know a, so the, I, they're all there I mean the, we all have the same kind of well, material right. but but yeah the <laughs> I order mean, the, I know I know it's, subtle it's, changes it's I know it's <laughs> oh well just very very and I, I never knew it. Yeah. Well, hey. I thought um, we were de- dealing with all the all the same. Uh, I mean, I th- I think, and I've conferred with a couple of my Protestant buddies, and I'm like, we we all have the same ending, right? Like <laughs> we, we do. We know how this is all going to end. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and they're like, yeah. That's, that's I'm just fun. glad I could, you know, um, te- teach you something, right? Time. I mean, because you're time. you're a wise guy. I mean, a wise guy, and uh, <laughs> you're a wise man filled with wisdom. So the fact that I could enlighten you on something is. You know, is is really a nice, uh, nice feeling. As you do very often, Father. <laughs> There's no doubt about wow. that. All right, All so right. <clears throat> today's topic is, is, um, <laughs> something that our listeners have already had to exercise with within this podcast already. Right. So far, <laughs> was that a dumb story? Should I edit it out? No, no, it's good. I think it's a cute story. It is, it and is. it's a nice story about you, and it's, it's so that's fun. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> So our topic of the day is uh, going to be a bit of a repeat for those of you who uh, listen to Father Rob on Relevant Radio. He did an appearance, uh, was it last week? Um, yeah, it was already middle, I guess late last week, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So you spoke on relevant radio, and he talked. I was I was listening to to him, and uh, I I thought, hey, that's a great topic. Let's uh, let's do it here. Mm-hmm. And your topic on relevant radio was. Well, the topic there was patience and mental health, although we didn't talk about mental health a whole lot. You never got to the mental health <laughs> At the very end of the program, we did. <laughs> but yeah, we thought it would be good to talk about patience. I mean, it's a wonderful virtue, and it's something that I think we universally struggle with, right? We can all name many times that we get impatient, maybe even daily we get impatient with certain people or certain situations. So yeah, we thought it would be good to address it from a kind of a Catholic Christian standpoint, and uh, so that's our topic for today. I was talking to a, a listener um, uh, earlier this week, and uh, she just started listening to us, and she's like, oh, I can't wait to hear your next podcast. I said, well, we're going to, our next podcast is going to be about patience, and I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait, that's right. I am so impatient to hear this patience <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll see. I wonder if we'll pick up a couple new listeners, because I'm actually uh, having a little um, bulletin insert put in the uh, bulletin of the parish that I help out at uh, on the weekend. So maybe... Was um, it St. Jerome's? St. Jerome in Oconomowoc. A little shout out for any St. Jerome's parishioners that may be listening in today. Um, or sometimes I still soon. think the town <laughs> name's made up. I think you're making up the town. No, name. I sent you a GPS map <laughs> thing. You know it's real. There's so many Indian names, uh, Native American right. names in in Wisconsin, and Oconomowoc is a great one. It is a good one when you say it like that, but when you read it, it that that is not the pronunciation <laughs> no, that no. springs to mind. <laughs> no, no pronunciation springs <laughs> springs to no. your mouth. It, these are it's pretty complicated. Just, it's it's a very slow pronunciation <laughs> when you're driving through. <laughs> Do we know what the what that translates to? And I, I don't. Um, I don't know. I I did never looked it up. There's yeah. I don't know. All right, good talk. <laughs> so, people from St. Jerome, if you're up, listening. I should have made something up like, uh, I don't know, it means, uh, I'm not going to even try. <laughs> not going to try. <laughs> the land of the sky blue waters. <laughs> oh, you remember that, huh? Of Some Cunnamon of the hams. <laughs> wow. That goes back to my childhood. <laughs> you shouldn't have been drinking back then. No, I don't mean drinking. I mean the commercial. So, Father, patience. Let's. Uh, it's. I, I got to tell you, um, my when I first was thinking about this topic, and when I was listening to you on Relevant Radio, I was. I, I wasn't really tying patience together with um, my faith or spiritual life. It just. Uh, um, and I was thinking I was a patient guy, and, and now I'm pretty sure that I'm not after listening to you and, and <laughs> thinking about this from a spiritual perspective. <clears throat> but what uh, what led you to uh, have this be a topic for um, your relevant radio? Well, to be honest, I was uh, asked about kind of my background when this new host came on the show. And uh, so I submitted, you know, kind of that I had this... Uh, master's in clinical psychology, and so they actually, they're the ones that proposed the topic of patients. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they landed on it, but uh, I'm happy to talk about it because I think, uh, you know, it is a pretty key virtue for us as as Christians, and although it's a, 
it's kind of a universal virtue for human beings everywhere. Um, as Christians, we also know that, um, like all the virtues, there's a, there's a natural dimension to it that we try to exercise just as human beings, but then there's also a, a, a grace-filled or infused um, element to it as well. So we can, you know, we can talk about, for example, being patient in the grocery line, checkout line, or being patient as we're driving on the highway, and that, that applies to everybody. But there's also a patience that we can um, talk about as Christians modeled on the patience of Jesus. And, and it's a patience that might come into play as we're trying to love somebody well and exercise charity. Or, you know, a, a martyr, for example, too, that might be undergoing um, some imprisonment, uh, torture. Um, you know, they will need kind of a heroic element of patience, and that's a gift of grace, and it's something that we pray for. Um, so there's kind of, you know, like with all the virtues, there's a natural human dimension or level, and then there's kind of a, a supernatural level that makes it more firm and, uh, and deeper because we're, we're receiving the virtue fr- as, a, as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Um, I won't bore you, uh, Jim, or our listeners by rattling off uh, a long list of scripture verses, verses that talk about patience, but there are quite a few. And one that I want to point out is Galatians 5.22, and people will recognize this verse from either, you know, they're, they're hearing it at Mass, or if, if you were confirmed, um, you would have studied this in your confirmation class, but it's that famous verse that says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So patience is explicitly listed there as one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we kind of see that as an additional work of the Spirit over and above whatever natural patience we can exercise just because we're a human being. Where's the quote, and, and, and am, I mis, am I misremembering this, but isn't there, uh, doesn't Paul say that you know, love is love is kind, love is yeah, patient? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good good point. In fact, that's probably even more well-known and remembered by people because they, they hear it at almost every wedding. So right. that's um, 1 Corinthians 13. Um, and, and isn't it interesting that, that the very first um you know, virtue that's listed there is patience. Love is patient. Yeah. Love is kind, like you said. So, um, yeah. It's even more interesting you don't have it listed in your scripture verses. <laughs> I do. It's, it's in here. It's, I, I, well, I, you know, I'm looking at my notes. You're right. I might not have included it's that. It's not in your notes. <laughs> mm, I think it might be in here. T- oh, there it is. No, no, no. It's under, it's, it's on, it's on page Two of my notes. Oh, I don't towards go to the page bottom. Two. I towards, never towards go to page two <laughs> <laughs> because just... at that point I'm 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 linking patience to love at that point. Okay, and that's why I'm saying love is patient, love is kind, I, blah blah blah. So, if I get through one page of your notes, I consider that to be a <laughs> to very be a successful day. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Um, but but these yeah. are the things, honestly, like these are the things when, when you were talking on the radio about um, being in your car and being impatient or, or oh yeah, I'm a doing all that stuff and being impatient. I, I never I never connect um, 
you know, love and patience together. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, but it's true. It's, and, and it, uh, the, the people that I love, the things that I love, I'm certainly a lot more patient with than, yeah. Um, uh, things that I don't love, like driving. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it drive, I don't know. I think, and I hear enough confessions that I know that, um, road rage, while it's a strong term, it does afflict many of us. You know, we can get uh, impatient with the person who is, God forbid, only going the speed limit when we want to go 10 miles over. And especially if we're running late, um, you know, it's that's our problem, of course, but we like to, uh, you know, get mad at the other driver. Um, yeah. So anyway, patience, we need it. We need it every day in different contexts. And you know, part of the problem, of course, and this we talked about too on, on the Inner Life program on Relevant Radio, is we live today, at least those of us here in the West, in the United States, we, we live in a very kind of frenetic uh, activist culture. Uh, the pace of life is so incredibly fast now that um, we get very impatient even when we're asked to wait for small periods of time, like like when, uh, you know, the bandwidth is such that we have to wait longer for something to download on our computer or, um, you know, when I have to stand for a while in some kind of a line or wait for the, um, you know, doctor in the doctor's office, whatever it might be. But I, I can't help but imagine that, you know, before the advent of all this modern technology and and the innovation and transportation and all of this stuff, you know, when people by and large lived on farms or in rural areas, uh, life was just, the pace of life was a lot slower. So I think probably patience was easier. It was just more natural to us. Um, What do you think about that? Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think about uh, uh, when I was a kid and if I missed uh, listening to uh, a ball game, then I would have to wait till the next morning to read the box score. Yeah. And now I've got all sorts of apps on my phone where, you know, if I can't pull up like instantaneously what the statistics are. Right. Um, I get very frustrated. Right. I, I, when I was, when I was living in um, Guatemala and I was helping out digging a pure water well system, mm-hmm. there was like three or four of us that were working on it. And, uh, um, one of the days, uh, we're, we're sitting there and we're, we're working on this and it's just, it's, it's an, unbe- I mean, if, if they had actual equipment, it could have taken like, you know, three weeks, Yeah. but we had like uh, three shovels and a hoe mm. and a wrench. So <laughs> it was, it was a two year long project. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all the tools we had. Yeah. And one of the days we had all the stuff that we were going to do down there. And uh, one of the guys uh, packs up and he heads out because he's got to write a letter to the people who sponsored him uh, for his, uh, so he could volunteer and, and, and do his mission work. Sure. So he leaves and um, he's like gone for like 20 minutes. And all of a sudden we realize um, he's got the only wrench and there's <laughs> okay. nothing that we can do. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I'm just beside yeah. myself. Right. I'm so furious. And and the boss Andre, he was like, the 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 pipe's gonna be here tomorrow, Jaime. <laughs> it's like, enjoy the day, man. Enjoy, yeah, really. Uh, what, really. What are you so worked up about? And it was just yeah. like I had no, I, I had no patience. No. I wanted to wrench that pipe. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. Well, you know, a place that really helped me, uh, I don't know if it helps me now, but it did at the time, was I spent a couple of years um, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota, which right. is a very rural part of the country to begin with. But on top of it, um, especially because I did a lot of funerals out there, and, and the Lakota people have some beautiful rituals when it comes to these funerals. And, um, and there'd be a slow... Um, kind of dignified procession to the cemetery. And then when we got to the cemetery, there was music and song and everybody helped bury the person. And so it took quite some time to, you know, get the hole filled in. And and then after that was over, we all returned to the church hall and we had a very large feed, they called it, just a very large meal. And at the end of the meal, um, every many people had made these ginormous sheet cakes, and they would walk around and show these beautiful sheet cakes, you know, often decorated with um, the face or something relevant to the, the deceased person. And, and then these were cut up and served. And, I mean, literally a, a funeral could take at least half a day out there. And um, so it just helped me to appreciate the fact that, you know, when something's really important, you don't have to rush it. And... Uh, and they, they helped me to just realize, you know, yeah, my, my Germanic uh, type A personality um, is a liability when it comes to helping people who are mourning and who just want to be with each other for an extended right. period of time. Yeah, well, that's, you're not wrong. And so the other cultures, it, it, it's, it, I, don't, I haven't experienced a lot of other cultures, but it seems like um, our culture is, seems to be the fastest and the least patient. I would, I can't imagine others that are, that are any faster. <laughs> maybe there, maybe some European countries are equally fast, but even in Europe, I think just partly because of their history too, and then there's more of a culture of like sitting out on a cafe and just hanging out. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I did live in France for three years. I mean, Paris is a very fast city too, so I don't know if it's any, any uh, more patient than we are, but. Yeah, there there are large parts of the world, you know, especially like maybe Latin America, Africa, uh, some Asian cultures where people are just yeah, they're just more patient than we are, which you know, which is which is good. It's a virtue. Um, I, I I didn't use this on the relevant radio program, but I had this image of um, or I heard this story once as kind of a good uh, illustration of impatience. You know, imagine a toddler who's uh, s- sitting outside. And there's, and there's a garden there, and there's all kinds of different flowers that have grown up and that are blooming. And then there's this little green plant, you know, that is just sort of above the ground. It's not even uh, opening yet with any blooming flowers. And the, and the child is kind of impatient with this plant because uh, it's not as far along as the others. And so, you know, being a little toddler, it just sort of starts yanking on the, the green plant and you know, in an effort to kind of get it to, to get a little higher and to open up its, its blossom. And, of course, by yanking on it, uh, it just pulls the whole darn thing out by the roots. And I think, you know, that's kind of how we can be sometimes in our, in our impatience, uh, be that with other people, be that with ourselves. We can act kind of uh, compulsively, neurotically, and in the end, we end up kind of ruining at times whatever, whatever it is that we wanted to happen in the first place. So... There's just some things that can't be rushed, you know. I think about that now, I'm right. thinking about that scripture uh, parable about the farmer who went out, you know, and sowed field or sowed um, seed in his field, and then he went to bed and slept, and we're told that the, 
you know, the seed sprouted on its own, first the little shoot, and then the ear, and then the full grain, and then he went out with a sickle and got the ripe harvest. But, you know, he was sleeping, and it was the sun and the rain and the soil that did all the work. And uh, maybe that's why farmers are often such patient people, because they know they can't, they can't accelerate it. They just got to wait. Well, waiting is, waiting is not what we're good at. <laughs> Typically. I don't know a lot of farmers. I, 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 so I was trying to do some research after I listened to you on Relevant Radio to see if I could offer anything to this podcast. I was happy <laughs> to just let you talk and just repeat your your uh, your relative, Relevant Radio uh, experience. And mm-hmm. then I'd just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, no, well, that was a good no. thought. I prefer when it's a conversation. <laughs> But, so I'm 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 off doing my research and my reading, and I'm I'm going back to Nowen, who I just absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And um, Nowen talks about um, if uh, patience is goes hand in hand with empathy, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're trying to help or care for somebody, and you don't have empathy, then you don't have any patience. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is intriguing, and it's. It, I think about that, and it's like mm-hmm. he's he's not wrong. That's really yeah. true. Yeah, and that the empathy and the patience together leads one to uh, holiness. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and you're talking not sympathy here, but real empathy. So having right, yeah, having the ability to relate to somebody's you know difficulty or suffering because you've been there. So that helps you to be more patient, right? So that's good. That's very I don't, good. and just not to get off on a sideways topic, but um, I don't think that sympathy does anybody any good. Yeah, yeah, no, that comes across often as, you know, kind of condescending or you know, pity. Yeah, people don't like to be pitied, but they do like to be. Some people like to be pitied. Know, well, some people do. That's true. <laughs> there's, there's there's some people who are in a victim state, and the yeah. best that they can hope for is sympathy. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's the true. most that they can get. Right. So, right. But empathy is a completely different other thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And, right, right. And, and trying to... to and and the, that's the other thing, and you have this in your notes as well, um, where he says that the, the word patience, um, it, it's, it, and its Greek root, is suffering. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, last, last week we talked about how the Greek root of care... Is uh, you know to grieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's suffering. Now it's suffering. I know. I know. <sighs> yep. Yep. No patience is really about bearing up under suffering or enduring uh, a certain suffering. Right. That we just have to kind of um, not try to escape it, uh, which we often right. do in our lives. You know, we often try to medicate or escape uh, pain that we're experiencing. So. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why, as, a, as Christians, you know, uh, this virtue is so fundamental, because we look at Jesus, we look at how patient he was throughout his life. I mean, he had to endure these uh, companions of his who often got things wrong, didn't understand what he was trying to teach them. Of course, at the end of his life, they all, except for John, the beloved, he, he stayed, but the others all uh, scattered. And then during his passion, especially, you know, having to uh, exercise incredible patience as he was going through his passion and, and then on the cross. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jesus, of course, is the model of patience for us as Christians. And 
most of us don't have the same level of suffering as he, you know, as he does or he did, but we all have our trials and we all suffer at times, sometimes for a long time. And so, uh, so it's a really important virtue and, and, and it's, you know, patience does not mean just kind of grin and bear it or white knuckling it. It doesn't mean, um, you know, just gritting our teeth, and it's really, it's really um, identifying with Jesus, and it's something that we want to unite to His cross, and 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 we see it as a, an act of uh, of love, really. You know, that I can love the Lord, and I can love my neighbor by patiently enduring whatever sufferings God permits in my life. And obviously, easier said than done. But. Well, I think uh, patience and empathy tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an, there's an end goal in in that action. I mean, if mm-hmm. if you're if you if you're dealing with your children and you're being patient with your children, you know the end goal is that that this child is going to grow up and and hopefully be a good and faithful Catholic and a good person. And but you got to show patience. Um, you know, up until the point where you're at the end game. Right. So it's it, there's always a goal, I think, um, with patience. Yep. Yep. And and if there isn't a goal, it's hard to stay patient. Well, it is. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the goal is really meant to be a. Well, and the goal is is like a. It's it's a hopeful thing for us. Like like you were saying. I mean, if you're a parent, you've got this very. Um, you know, ornery teenager who is challenging all the time. I mean, to be patient with a teen can be very challenging, but you do it not just because you want to love them, but you have hope that over time they are going to turn out to be, like you said, the good Catholic, the good person. And so you endure those years of their teenage rebellion or adolescent angst or whatever because you have hope that the outcome is going to be good. And so so it's not only an, um, allied with love or charity, but it's also a virtue that is connected to hope. If we don't have any hope, then like you said, patience, uh, if I don't even know if it is possible. Um, you know, we've already mentioned uh, different people that we might be patient with, like like our children or people on the, ro- on the road that are driving in a crazy way or who are crawling along. Maybe what we can do is just highlight some of the different, you know, persons that we're called to be patient with or patient... Um, yeah, I guess patient with. I mean, like, you know, certainly we all have people, I think, in our life. Like, it's one thing to be impatient with a, somebody on the road that you'll never see again. But, you know, we all have people that we have to struggle to be patient with day in and day out, like our children or like a coworker that just kind of drives us crazy for some reason or another. It could be just their social awkwardness. It could be um, something bizarre about their temperament. It could be their um, irascibility and their anger that, you know, whatever it might be. I'm going I'm to throw this in as a little example. I took my car in. My RAV4 needed some work on it. So I took it in the other day to the local Toyota dealer. And when I went to pick it up at night, uh, it was about an, maybe 45 minutes before they were closing. I think it was about 8.15 p.m. Um, uh, the woman that I was, I was steered towards, she was you know, it's presumably going to be like helping with the paperwork. Well, she had just signed out from work, even though they didn't close till 9 p.m. And, and the other guy in the shop was obviously very uh, irritated by this. And then he had to be the one to kind of inspect 
because I had been given a loaner. So I returned this loaner. I was getting my own car. And so he's the one now. He had never done this before. So he had to learn how to inspect the car and what paperwork to fill out because basically this woman, I mean, she must have gotten impatient because she kind of checked out of work early. But then he was getting very impatient with her because of her attitude and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, this is, you know, we all, we all deal with these kinds of situations at work or wherever. So there's, there's individuals we have to be patient with. We also know in this COVID time that, you know, our, all of us have had our patients tried when it just comes to masking up and, you know, all the limitations, the isolation. So we've all had to be patient, you know, during this time of the pandemic, so the world at large. We really have to be patient with ourselves. And as a spiritual director here at the seminary where I work, a lot of my job is trying to help these young men be patient with their spiritual and moral growth and development. You know, they want to be saints today. Uh, you know, they're a work in progress, and they're growing in holiness, but it's not, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and their holiness or sanctity isn't built in a day. So trying to help them when they fall into, you know, sinful patterns or just, you know, just struggling with, with the stuff of life, just saying, you know, it's okay. Be patient. God, God's still at work. And, uh, in fact, patience is, is really a sign then of humility, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're too impatient with our—we think we should be farther along than we are with our spiritual life or whatever, it could be a sign of pride. So patience with our own faults, failings, sins. And then finally, patience with God. And that sounds kind of weird or funny, but what I mean by that is, you know, we often pray to God for something and we don't get it right away. Uh, we may not get it at all if it's not the right thing that we should be asking for. So God sometimes, you know, withholds an answer or doesn't answer, you know, doesn't fulfill a prayer, seemingly is absent or deaf to it, when really maybe he's permitting a situation to unfold because he knows what's best for us. So having to be patient with God, too, um, when, when we want something from him right now, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's lots of, I guess I'm just highlighting there's lots of different like spheres or, or arenas in which patience needs to be exercised. So, Well, on the flip side, <laughs> this is all I'm focused on, <laughs> is like the people who have to be patient with me. Like, <laughs> sure. like my wife is like incredibly patient with me. And now after reading now and and reading your notes, I'm realizing that she's suffering. <laughs> For that, <laughs> yeah. this is a cause of suffering. Yeah, and my wife's being patient. <laughs> she is. She's incredibly patient. Yeah. How could you not be patient being married to me? Uh, well, <clears throat> and so. let me add this: that her patience mm-hmm. with you, Jen's patience with you, is is a kind of an icon or a sign of how God is with us too. You know, I, I just mentioned that we need to be patient with God when he doesn't answer our prayers right away. But one of the things that helps us to be patient is to realize just how incredibly patient God is with us. You know, well, right. I mean, you know, we obviously bumble along our whole life and he could he could just sort of write us off, but he never does. I mean, he's he's incredibly patient with our repeated sinning and wandering and all that. Think about the prodigal son and then the father out there, you know, scanning the horizon day after day, just so happy to get his son back. So, you know, yeah, when, when Jen is patient with you or you're patient with her, um, we, we are, when we exercise this patience with each other, we're kind of a sign or an incarnation of, of how God is with us, which is a beautiful thing. So. Yeah, I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day. I was telling him about our our topic, and he uh, he started talking about uh, anger 
in, in its connection with patients. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, how many times are you just out there? And it's and then it's like, I, you're getting ticked off about you know you with the road rage or mm-hmm. waiting for waiting for your car to be done. Or th- and he it's it, he he says I just finally got to the point of um, is this anger going to do anything? Mm. And, and then he just lets it go, and then yeah. he's patient. Yeah. Which is really impressive for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you. Was, yeah, you know him well. That was not a virtue of his in his earlier years. He's grown <laughs> quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned that this guy he's able to let it go, and that might be a good segue to asking this question. You know, when we do find ourselves really impatient, when we do find anger rising up within us, what concretely, practically, can we do? you know, in the moment to kind of regain our patience and our calm. And, you know, one of the things that kind of is classic in our spiritual tradition as Catholics, and and my uh, spiritual father, St. Ignatius of Loyola, talks about this in his spiritual exercises. He talks about agere contra, which is Latin for act against. And so a lot of the saints, a lot of the great spiritual writers say that, that whenever you're tempted by something, you should actually do its opposite as a way of, um, you know, guiding yourself or kind of uh, mastering that temptation. So, for example, if I'm really tempted to be very impatient in a situation or very angry in a situation, the way I might act, which is opposed to that, is instead to offer a smile, um, to say a kind word, um, so if I'm if I'm uh, tempted to flip off the driver, you know, in front of me who is going so slow, maybe instead Please I Please don't be wearing your collar. Uh, <laughs> no, right. That's one of the nice things about wearing a collar is it does inhibit words and behavior that if I weren't wearing the collar, I might be very, more tempted to engage I was, in. I was, That's not virtuous. As, a side note, I was I was driving down the road and I'm, I'm I I inadvertently uh, pulled in front of another car and the car um, honked at me and then swung around and sped up and um, the guy gave me the finger mm. and it was Santa. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Santa Claus flipped me off. Oh no. Did you get a lump of coal in your stocking too? <laughs> I'm like, well that's like, cool. Oh. I just got flipped off by Santa Claus. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Which would be getting flipped off by a priest would probably, you know, feel worse. Yeah, I suppose that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, we shouldn't anyway. be doing that. Well. So anyway, yeah, just, you know, that's one little like maybe tip for people is, you know, just try to actually do the opposite of what you're tempted to. Um I I on the relevant uh, relevant radio program, I, I was uh, offering a few little um, pieces of advice that I found in an article, and the article itself drew these from a book that was written like in the 1930s, but there were some exercises that I never would have thought of, but I thought were kind of, uh, you know, kind of cute or interesting. So like this author talked about scattering a whole bunch of coins on the floor, 
and then slowly picking up the coins one by one and just putting them into a pile. So like, you know, I know I've got a coin purse that I, uh, you know, when I get change at a store, I just kind of throw it in there. So I've got all kinds of quarters and dimes and nickels. You know, maybe I should just throw those on the floor, um, you know, presuming that I'm impatient at home here or something, and then, you know, slowly pick them up. And by the time you're done with that, presumably you're, um, you're just calmer. Um, or begin with the number one, he says, and then count out loud slowly and distinctly for 10 minutes. And, you know, who knows how far you can get in 10 minutes. But the point being that after 10 minutes, even five minutes, you know, that would be enough probably to, to kind of lower your blood pressure. And so, yeah, just maybe, maybe you can find some little technique uh, or strategy in the moment. You know, if you're out, if you're out driving or standing at the grocery store, it might be just, um, saying a prayer, you know, for somebody uh, in the moment, or just focus on your breathing. Maybe you just take a few deep breaths for a couple of minutes. I don't know. Things like that. Or or emptying out your coin purse at the store. (laughs) Oh, that would cause cause a frenzied dive of people trying to get free money. No, I don't think that would help. All these children showing up trying to get your money. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Oh, no, I, I, I can never... only the, the counting doesn't work for me because I once I get past ten I get very confused. I'm not a math person, so I can't count very well past ten. But, but most of our listeners. <laughs> so I will. Um, there's a, a deep breathing technique that that I do to actually remove stress, mm-hmm. where I mm-hmm. breathe in with my di- di- uh, mm-hmm. diaphragm. Yeah. Until it's actually expanded, and then I exhale so slowly that I can't hear it. Oh. And if I do that ten times, which you can handle, yep, you can I get can, to ten. I can get to ten. That's it cool. has a tendency to calm me down. I can't imagine uh, throwing a bunch of change on the floor and spending any time picking it up. <laughs> I know that would be so mad at the end of that. <laughs> Right, we got each of us has to find the technique that works for us. But right, uh, I'm sure there's some a lot of people who are walking around with bags of change and just throwing in front of them, and then they feel so much better at the end of it. But I know I oh. cannot connect with that thought at all. Actually, so. we're we're probably getting towards our limit well, here. No, I think uh, yeah, it'd be nice for us to stay within our reins. So yeah, right. yeah. You- you you Although have a topic. It will today, be. It, it's it's absolutely going to be. Uh, if people listen to this thing all the way through. Then they they're showing patience. Oh, they and are. If they're not. Then they really should. So be. should we go ninety minutes today instead of forty five? <laughs> <laughs> Would that help them grow in virtue? Well. No, we don't want to test their patience too much. <laughs> uh, you have, I believe, you have a um, something that we like. It just came to me. Uh, We've been talking about relevant radio uh, during this entire podcast. And uh, it it really does make sense to plug relevant radio. (laughs) That's true. Very good. Relevant radio had been for quite some time difficult to listen to around the country because they didn't have enough whatever you need to, uh, you know, uh, push it out there. Okay. You know, towers or whatever. I don't know radio. But now um, it's so much easier to listen to it um, online, and you can download an app to your phone for relevant radio, Mm -hmm. and then you can listen to Father Rob when he appears. And we'll we will make uh, we'll make note of when Father Rob's going to appear on uh, on our Facebook page. Okay. 
And that's I just mean, one program, the Interlife. They've got a whole bunch of right, them. Right, they got uh, like 24 hours Oh, stuff. yeah. Pat, I'm looking at the list here. Patrick <laughs> Madrid Show, Father Simon Says, the Drew Mariani Show. Yeah, they've got some pretty big names. Yeah, Drew Mariani is a good show. Yeah, My, very good uh, show. A friend of mine, uh, Callie Kane, used to be on Relevant Radio a lot. Uh-huh. She'd fill in for Drew. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Relevant Radio, we'll put the link uh, in the uh, description box. Okay. And uh, we weren't, we were, we're not going to um, do any other stuff that we like this week. Clearly, this is the only one that we're going to do. Let's do this one. I think it makes total sense. And, you know, also another reason why I like this, this, uh, this one, this one in particular, is because uh, one of the programs is the Dave Durand Show. And yeah. Dave Durand is the father of Kevin Durand, who is one of our uh Seminarians. In fact, I just played tennis with him today. So uh, that's kind of cool that we have a seminarian whose dad has his own show on Relevant Radio. So yeah, and, got... and Kevin is a listener of ours. Um, he will be. If <laughs> <laughs> I'm his spiritual director, I'm going to command him under holy obedience to listen to this. Uh, the next podcast. time he hears confession, just be like, "I want seven Hail Marys and two Our Fathers, and, and I want you to listen to three podcasts to from Two Our Gathered." <laughs> That's good. I, I never thought about podcasts as a penance, but that's not bad. Oh, I'm a, sure our listeners have. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. a very big penance. Oh, so relevant radio, folks. It's yep. uh, it's a lot easier to get a hold of than it used to be, and it's certainly worth the effort. So, yep. and it's kind of and it's located in, uh, based in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is kind of between you and me. So mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's uh, not too far uh, from where we live. But, yeah, they have affiliates all over the country, and they've got some wonderful programming that they pick up. So, um, yeah, give it, a, give it a listen, as we say. All right. That was good. You want to you do a prayer here, Father? Yeah, and I think what I'd like to do is uh, begin with a very short prayer from St. Teresa of Avila. And uh, we'll begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you, let nothing frighten you, all things are passing away, God never changes. Patience obtains all things, whoever has God lacks nothing, God alone suffices. So God, we thank you for this time and this podcast, we ask that with your help, with your grace, we might grow in the virtue of patience that we might be able especially to endure any sufferings or trials that you permit uh, out of love for us and out of a desire to help us grow in virtue and grow to be more conformed to your Son, Jesus. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon our listeners and remain with them forever. Amen. Amen. And if any of the guys in my men's group uh, doubled the speed of this thing, think about it. That's your patience that you're showing. Amen. All right, Father. All right, Jim. Um, we'll see you next Thanks time. for the talk. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do this again soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye bye. God bless you. Take care.